welcome back. This is part two of our 2023 Eurovision Song Contest holiday party. If you haven't listened to part one yet, go back. Okay, Margarita, it is your turn to give a gift to Zoe. So for my gifts, if we have, let's go with number one first. I was thinking about what Eurovision is to me, okay? There is Eurovision for the average person, and there is Eurovision for the Eurofan. The average person tunes in on the night of the show. What is it for them? Eurovision is an evening. That's what it is. What is Eurovision for us Eurofans? Eurovision is an experience. So I said, I cannot just gift an item. I cannot just gift anything. I have to gift an experience to go along with the Eurovision experience. So what I have here is I have some cha-cha lessons because I don't know about you guys, <laughs> but I would do anything, anything to be able to dance the cha-cha while going cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha. We, we could be one of the dancers for Karia. I'm giving you an opportunity for the future, perhaps a future <laughs> career. So this is my gift number one. It is 10 cha-cha lessons on me for you. Oh my God, this is the greatest thing ever. I just, I don't, I just, I don't have words. This is so good. Zoe, currently receiving ah. this gift in, in Finland, I just want to point out. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Right? And then I'll give you two options if you want. I do have one other thing. It's an experience in a different way. This time I was inspired by Iceland. I still can't pronounce their name, but... Uh, Iceland 2020-2021. Mike can pronounce it. Mike Mike did pronunciation lessons if I don't if I if I don't remember incorrectly. Whoa. Oh, uh I, I did pronunciation lessons to be incorrect, but Dathi Ahgnamatnith. My co-host Ben is uh the one proficient in Icelandic. So <laughs> Wow. Okay. Can I go with Dathi? Dathi Ferrer. I'll go there with Dathi. Yeah. There we are. So I was inspired by Dathi. Uh, and I said, wouldn't I kill to be able to watch Eurovision every year, add on to the experience by having their iconic teal sweater with my face on it. So if you choose to receive this gift, it will be customized with your face on it. It's something you can wear every day, every Eurovision, whenever you need. It's the holiday season. It's cold out. I told you about the snow here. I would kill to have a sweater like this. Also, as Mike points out, this is like very casual. Yeah, you don't need an event for this. It's 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 very cool. Exactly. You could wear it on a daily basis and have everyone in the Tim Hortons go, oh my God, is that your face on your sweater? Where do I get one? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I do love this. A friend of mine, we got a friend of mine, one of these for her birthday once actually. Um, and it is, they are amazing in real life. But I don't know how you would walk past cha-cha lessons. Like in contextually in Finland, I think that is like an opportunity mm-hmm. that can't be passed up. But who are you going to pick for your partner, Zoe? I mean, I might ask Carrier himself. I'll just, I don't okay. know. Just, I'm sure I will see him on a bus or something. Do you I saw Karia... Blind Channel on the train once. I'm sure I will, that will happen again. Oh, my God. Do you think Karia actually knows how to do the cha-cha? I know that's, I mean, like the back of the background dancers do the cha-cha. I don't know. Maybe we can find out. But I definitely, if he doesn't, uh, yeah. 
then he'll need lessons. Yes. Yeah. I also have a thing that I just as a parenthesis, I am dying to ask you about this, Zoe, while you're here. In like, so I'm looking at a at a I, I, this came up on my feed this morning. It's a picture of a park <laughs> with just one person benches, and it says, "In Finland, we have one person benches because we don't like getting too close to other people." Is this what benches in Finland looks like, or is this some kind of? Really, I mean, Zoe. <laughs> I've never seen benches like this. That doesn't mean they don't exist. I'm sure there are some. I've never seen them. But okay, the not yeah. standing close to each other thing is definitely true. Like if you stand near a bus stop, everyone is like two or three metres away from each other. Yeah, we were talking about introversion in Iceland, and this is basically just like the er example of introversion in Iceland. Yeah, just like a whole load yeah. of single-person benches strung out like eight feet apart so that, yeah. Yeah, okay. Excellent. We are moving on um to the next the next Eurovision contestant, uh Francis Slimane. Mike, I'm handing it to you, and I am so afraid that I have slaughtered his name. Uh, uh I've been going with Slimane. I should probably look that up. Uh <laughs> Slimane, yeah. Uh and the song here has been decided. How do you feel about it, Mike? Um it's my favorite of this year's field so far. Yeah. Um, it's a song that France wants to send every year. Uh, and I, I think it's <laughs> done well. I, I listened to some of his other tracks and uh, I do like his voice. I like his voice a lot. Uh, the song La Recette, um, that one really caught my ear. Like I actually added it to my playlist uh, just because it has, uh, it's a little bit more upbeat, but it's tough to judge just because like Fran France is going to France. And I, I, I don't see a lot of variation in what they send, but I like his voice and like my husband really likes uh, Mon Amour. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trusting his judgment until we get a few more songs uh, into the field and can actually make uh, some comparisons, but uh, I don't hate it. I think it's a good baseline <laughs> for, for, like to met to compare songs for this upcoming contest. So uh, good job, France. I know you want to like have as much off of your plate in the next year <laughs> as possible. Yeah, they've got the Olympics. Yeah. They've got everything going on right now. Cinziana, how do you feel about this song about France's entry? Uh, well, uh, uh, from uh, these four, I think is the best from these four uh, artists. I like his voice, as uh, Mike said. I he has a nice voice, but I also he's, wanted he's, he's, to you mean... a, a nice appealing voice. You yeah. you understand? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I also after uh, I heard uh, Mon Amour, uh, I um, wanted to uh, listen to another song to see, and uh, I think Sijé. Uh, uh, Sijé uh, Manale is better. His, uh, the, the song Sijé Manale is better. And I really enjoyed that, uh, that song. I think uh, it's uh, more uh, original. I don't know. This is, uh, like Mike said, what France sends to Eurovision, Mon Amour. But Sijé uh, Manale is uh, nicer. It's, uh, when uh, the songs uh, started, I said, oh, this is better. Why did he not uh, use that? I don't know. This is my uh, my opinion on uh, uh, him. Uh, I enjoy yeah. it. It's, uh, it's okay. It's okay. Zoe, thoughts? 
uh, his voice is very beautiful. It's always his face somewhat, I think, also. Um, he's, <laughs> so I think he will do quite well. I mean, when the song was released, a lot of people on Twitter were like, this is a winner. And I was like, it's the only song that's out at the moment. <laughs> Wait and see. Um, I think, I don't know, it's just it's a very French song. They oh send, oh, like all songs sung in French just sound so French. I don't, I don't know how to describe it. French is the language that sounds the most like itself. If that yes. makes sense. Uh, I know. I I think I uh, liked this best, even if there were uh, other, uh, uh, there are uh, nice uh, because it's in French. I like how the music uh, so sounds in French. I don't know why, and I like French mm. very much. Yeah, it sounds nice. It sounds like something France yes. would sing, send. It's, yeah, it's sort of like a more masculine voila. Mm -hmm. um, mm. His costuming that uh, in the music video with that um, shiny chain metal thing, but with the shirt under it, looks like he was wearing Marco Mangoni's costume and his mother told him he'd be cold and should put something on. <laughs> <laughs> you can't go out like that. <laughs> I was thinking it was kind of like the Halloween costume, like discount Halloween costume version of what Mar yeah. Marco wore. And yeah, I'm hoping that's not the look that they go with uh, in, mm. in Melmo. But A version of it. I like the sparkle. I like mm. the playing with traditional masculine fashion because like there's like if you shirts and suits and stuff, there's not much you can do with them. Mm -hmm. So to play with them is fun, but I think they should play again. Again. Just elevated. Um, yeah, when I, you know, my French Canadian um, neighbors came over for Eurovision last time, and they'd never seen Eurovision, and um, the our neighbor was really focused on Marco Mangoni's outfit, and he's like, "You can't wear this," you know, "You can't wear this." Yeah, he said it in French, but he's like, "No, this is not a thing you can wear <laughs> to like an event this size." He was like really incensed by this outfit, uh, Marco Mangoni's outfit, and. Then I looked it up and it was designed by Versace, was it? Or, or Ooh. and like the, everything was hand stitched and uh, yeah. And Margarita thoughts on Italian being the most language like itself. I feel like Italian is going to give French a good run for its money, but go ahead thoughts. So uh, in terms of Italian, uh, it's also French. that sounds very much like itself or French. Yeah. Uh, also both languages that sound like themselves. I appreciate, I will say, I do appreciate that they consistently send songs in their own language. I think it's a nice addition to Eurovision and it does set them apart in that way uh, in comparison to some of the other acts. I appreciate that. In terms of France this year, I'm going to call him Sliman. That's how I would say it, Sliman. I'm not I'm positive, but it is a nice song. I was excited to see him representing France this year because I do know of him as an artist. Um, I heard of him three, I speak French, so I follow the French music scene. Three and four years ago, he had two big hits. Um, I noticed his most popular songs were actually from almost 10 years ago, but I, I learned of him a few years ago. Beautiful songs. That being said, the songs that I heard him originally in were duets with another woman. Yeah. And they're mm -hmm. beautiful. Yes. They're beautiful. And he also has a beautiful voice. Don't get me wrong. I really admired actually his um, vocal abilities in the song Mon Amour. However, I know that to the French people, having the duet of him and I think the artist's name is Versus, for them it might be 
played out. But in terms of the European audience and the Eurovision audience, they're, they're not known. And seeing as they've had so much success in France with their hits and they have voices that pair together beautifully, I kind of wonder why they didn't send them as a duo to Eurovision. I wonder what um, they would have brought out if they had done that. They have beautiful harmonies. That being said, we have we have Suleiman with Mon Amour. Like I said, great vocal abilities, but maybe not France's most memorable song in recent years. With good staging, I think it has good potential, but it is what we've heard. Similar to how we said Belgium this year is what we've heard from Belgium, France this year is what we've heard from France. Yeah, this did remind me a lot of Voila, and I like a good torch song, a good tortured torch song, although I guess that's um, what torch songs are, but by definition. I, I echo what you say. I, this song reminded me a lot of Voila, Cyprus's song reminded me a lot of Chameleon, maybe-ish, and Belgium. Yeah, all countries are staying to brand so far. I think this is likely to be a hit, though. I think people like this kind of stuff from France. You know, it does what it says on the tin. All right. This is my last gift gift round, and that leaves me to give a gift to Zoe. I cannot find the image. You, you can choose between two things, and that will be an image which I don't have. But just imagine the silver vest, puffer vest, from the end of Fire Saga. You can have a copy of that. Or you can have Dr. Bronner's Pure Castile Bar Soap, five ounce variety gift pack, almond, unscented lavender, peppermint, citrus, rose made, rose made with organic oils. Why this gift, you ask? Yes, well, why? <laughs> well, I happen to be a big Incorpore Sano fan. Ah. <laughs> and I think you're going to need a really good bar of soap, right? Just like bar soap. Mm. And so my question, I ask myself, self, uh, what kind of bar soap do I think, uh, you know, was, was featured in that song? And clearly it would be the bar soap that Meghan Markle uses. And I looked it up and this is it. So this is Meghan Markle's soap. Um, to be fair, she uses the liquid version. I think Meghan Markle might not use bar soap. Hot take. Um, I know. But yeah, like for, for it to work with the Eurovision theme, it had to be bar soap. Uh, because I really like Incorpore Sano and, you know, Meghan Markle, that's great. She comes, she comes with Constratco, really, uh, not, not the other way around. So, um, yeah, you can take this or you can take a silver puffer vest. Also, I, just before you decide, I want to throw in that apparently you can use this also to wash your hair and it repels bugs. That's useful. I feel like I want to lean to the soap for the deep cut Meghan Markle kind of reference of it, but, like, which of these several scents or flavors is the most Megan Markley. Do you think she's like a hemp rose or more of a lavender or a citrus or almond? What kind of, what's the most Megan Markley soap scent? Do I think that Megan Markle smells like, a question that I asked myself about her hair choices previously. Mm. So really I should be prepared for this. Does anyone, does anyone have any, want to weigh in on this topic? My gut is telling me lavender. Honestly, mm. I agree. I was thinking the same. No idea. Yeah. I have no idea. It's, very, She's not like, it's clean, it's feminine, it's not like kooky in a Gwyneth Paltrow kind of way. It's yeah, lavender is a good choice. What I would what, maybe pick what do you think Gwyneth Paltrow smells like? I must know. I don't, 
I guess the obvious joke is that she made that candle that smelled yeah. like her own. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I guess she yeah. smells like that. No, no, no. Please don't get me that candle in particular. No. <laughs> I'll take all the other candles, it's fine. Just not that one. Oh, that's going to be cruel, isn't it? That's going to be cruel. Yes. Um, mm. We already know you don't like candles and now you've pinpointed a specific candle that's the worst of the lot. Yeah, yeah fair enough. I feel like fair I've enough. opened myself up for some very <laughs> deliberate prank gifting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you or you've turned people yeah. off candles completely. Which, yeah. uh... <laughs> which is a big feat around the holiday season. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Do your friends a favor and buy them anything else. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, so now, Zoe, it is your turn to give who's left. Me. No. Since Yara got a gift, my Well, you can't give a gift to yourself, so does that leave me? That leaves me. It does. Okay. Excellent. Okay. I've also got a little bonus gift for everyone. Um, really? Do that? Amazing. Yeah, yeah let's do, do you want to do that? Should we do yours first? Yes, um, please. If you open Secret Santa number one. Number one. Okay, that's the next yes. one. Hold on. I have got you a weekend in the Carrier Airbnb apartment. <laughs> This is amazing. I thought this, when I saw people talking about it on Twitter, I thought it was just some Uber fan decorated their apartment to look like it, but it's his actual apartment. Is this his actual apartment? Yeah. Yeah. This is Garrier's apartment and all the photos on the Airbnb listing have him in them. It's apparently the real Bolero is sitting there in the the cupboard. Um, Is the top right? Is the top right? like actually him with himself how has he got like a doppelganger that's his actual doppelganger like he's got there's like does he live with his own doppelganger i don't think they live together at this point he just lives with a copy of himself would you that he can have coffee with every morning in his green neon laden airbnb i don't know yeah his doppelganger wears his like old person like before he was green garrier that we know of eurovision he Mm. had this yellow suit that he used to wear all the time and he sort of killed him, his old self off and was reborn as this one and his doppelganger. He's got, he's got some pun name and I don't remember. It's like Harrier or something. Harrier, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so he runs around in the little yellow suit in the background of music videos and stuff while Carrier is in his full gl- green splendor. Mm. So um, I thought this would be very fun. It's also like I think it's quite a creepy thing to stay in someone's, like a celebrity's apartment. It's like... I suppose staying in a hotel or anyone's apartment is pretty weird when you think too closely about it anyway. But like to be in the same space that Garia has lived in is a little bit that sort of maybe it pushes us over the edge from super fans into creepy stalker fans. I don't know. I mean, I kind of just enjoy the pictures of him doing normal things. There's like a picture of Mm. him loading a dish and do a dishwasher and, um, you know, eating like, you know, a little croissant or something at a, at a, you know, it's like a European flat too, so the spaces are pretty limited. Like I don't know, it's this is this is delightful. If anyone's wondering how much this costs in real life, it's two hundred and ninety-seven euro a night, which I think is very reasonable. Yeah, and Malmi's quite a nice area. It's very like convenient for seeing the sights of Helsinki. So I mean, I like the number of like references to himself that's also i mean presumably he now rents this thing out so okay like it's for fans and not for him but he's got a nice cha-cha-cha related sort of oil painting and like some posters in the background i don't know 
Yeah. He lives in Vantar, so which is it's part of the greater Helsinki area, but it's not the city center. Okay. Zoe, you said you have a gift for everyone. Yes. Okay. So if you open the bonus one. Is it this it's one? It's not that. No. Okay. Um, that was the that was the white elephant one that wasn't a good present. Um <laughs> but- <laughs> <laughs> this like the beginning of December, um, sort of end of November, beginning of December is peak season in Finland for what's called Pikkuyolu, which is like little Christmas. And so Christmas, Christmas on the 24th or 25th of December you have with your family and stuff. But the beginning of December is often you have parties with your friends or your work colleagues or whatever. So everyone has these little Christmas parties that are actually quite big, festive. Everyone gets pretty tanked parties um and so as a little festive thing to make this podcast recording a bit like a pikuyolu because if you were here in real life we could do it as a as an actual thing i've got everyone a virtual packet of this chocolate called palo pepari which is um like you know maltesers they're like that yeah. but inside their gingerbread um okay and they're only available at christmas and they taste like crack. They're just, they're so good. <laughs> you can get white chocolate or milk chocolate. They're just the most incredible things. And you can only get them from sort of about October through to December. And then they vanish and you don't see them for the rest of the year. And I have to stockpile them every time I go to the supermarket. Excellent. No, these mm. look delicious. Everybody they're likes so good. good. Yeah. yeah. Very Moorish. Moorish yeah, so. is the British thing. Huva pikuyolua, Merry little Christmas to everyone. Merry little Christmas. Thank you very much. Happy little holidays, if that's your vibe. Um, is, and if you don't like Christmas, which is also allowed, or the holidays, this also looks like a way to nurse yourself back to liking them. About liking, you know, like chocolate. It's, it's a crowd pleaser. So that leaves us with two things to talk about. Greece's Marina Sacchi, and I'm going to go ahead and say it Italian style. Cinziata, what did you think about Greece's entry? I will be very short here. I have the almost the same opinion as uh, Celia Capsis. Is mm. she needs to grow. Mm. It's very very Excellent. easy music, very easy presen- presence. I wanted to uh, have uh, better opinions on these artists, but we are here to be hon- honest, right? Yes. Is is not the best uh, from Greece, I think. Just like this. Cinciana, part of the, the thing that makes, um, you know, this podcast particular is that, you know, I, I want to get a really big range of European voices, but I'm also alone. You know, I don't have a, have a wing person. And also I never know if the person that I'm talking to is a Eurovision fan, because I quite often talk to people that are industry experts on something. That's you. Do you watch Eurovision every year? And what are some big winners that you've really loved? What what winners have spoken to you? I watch every year. Yes. Yes. I also watch uh, the contest from uh, my country, from Romania. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, to be honest, I skipped that uh, contest uh, last year because uh, they were very, very bad. Really, very bad. I don't know why... Is my country, but uh, I was ashamed by them. Um, not good, okay. Uh, but I want to say that um, I really, really enjoyed from my, uh, from Romania. It's an old uh, uh, song. It's from uh, 1993. 
is Say Something. The song is Say Something and it's uh, by Laurenciu Kazan. Yeah. Um, at uh, uh, now he is uh, 55 and she, he still performs and he is... Uh, He's very nice and he's very um, uh, very modest person, but I think he's uh, very gifted. I don't know. I think in 1993 Romanian performed in um, first five. I don't know. Yeah. But he yeah. Uh, say something is a very uh, very nice uh, song and and good. Also, I liked uh, Euphoria. I told you before. Uh, yeah. uh, I I really enjoyed Euphoria. And uh, from the past, from the past, before Laurentiu Kazan, before Say Something, I think, I really enjoyed Toto Cotunio. I told you, I really enjoyed Toto Cotunio. Um, rest in peace, I think. May, may, may you rest in peace, yeah, exactly. Yes, rest may in peace, rest because peace. Um, I grew up with uh, his uh, song, with uh, Toto Cotunio music. I feel sorry uh, when uh, I heard he, he passed away. I think... From a contemporary artist that I saw at Eurovision, I don't really enjoy very much. I think uh, I enjoy uh, some of contemporary artists, but they are not uh, in uh, this uh, uh, contest. Okay. Uh, I hope I hope that uh, the days with Toto Cotunio will be back. Will come back. Maybe. Yes. Really. Parentheses, you, you put in a really great gift that we didn't have time to look at, but there is this poster yes. of um, Eurovision cover, this this poster of Eurovision kind of CD mm -hmm. covers that's delightful. Winners. And there's a, you have winners, yeah. And there's a there's a lovely image of Toto Cotugno in Siena, mm -hmm. 1992 in there. So yeah, just that's another, it's another great gift idea. Margarita, thoughts on France, on Greece, pardon me. On Greece. Okay, I just want to jump in and say I am calling this poster as my gift. I just received a gift from Bradley, so this is going to be my additional. I'm going to have the okay. pants. I'm going to have my poster. Yes. Okay, and I also just watched uh, the uh, allegedly disastrous uh, Italy hosting in what was it 1991? They hosted. Yeah, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> um, because it was legendary, and I had to watch it. And I must say, I loved every minute of it, every minute. It, it's become a running joke, multiple running jokes with me and my boyfriend. We now idolize Toto Cotugno, uh, with our favorite moment being when the representative, not the representative, the um, the person who gives the votes, uh, who reads out the votes from Spain, tuning in and saying, Buonasera da Madrid. And his response was, hasta la vista, señorita. And we were like, this is... <laughs> This is this is it. This is the best hosting ever. So, uh, that being said, for <laughs> for Greece this year, I really liked Marina's uh, Marina's sound. I listened to her video. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's written in Greek, which I can't read. But let's say Mantietza. No, Mantia. Yes, and it was a beautiful song. Yeah, it, it seems very popular. It seems like she has a decent following, at least in Greece. I love that she sings in Greek. I hope that she brings that to Eurovision. I would love to hear some Greek in Eurovision this year. I'm excited to see what she has to bring. I thought it was a cool video. It, it had an interesting artistic vision. I'm excited to see what she has to bring this year, really. It seems a little bit different than what Greece has been bringing, in my opinion. 
And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really curious. She's someone I'm going to keep my eye on for sure. Zoe, thoughts? Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think it'll be like her music videos are quite um, arty, I suppose. They're quite sort of beautifully produced and there's a lot of interesting camera shots and colours in the costumes and stuff. So I think it'll be really interesting to see how they translate that into a stage performance. Um, yeah, it reminded me a little bit of Kaiser. Yeah. Of Kaiser, not the music, but the way that um, I totally agree. Mm, I think it's Hideaway her her video. Yeah, that sounds right. Where she's that sounds right walking yeah. through the streets and they yes. have dancers come in with her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah, uh, Mike, thoughts? Yeah, I really like her sound. Um, like the, the, she seems like an artist that would fit right in on my CD shelf. So, um, very very excited to hear what is going to come out of Grease's process because they selected her without like any song. Like they are taking public submissions for songs. So, hopefully, they find something that matches her vibe. Um, what what I did notice, and this may just be a case of the tracks that I happen to listen to, she seems very interior and very restrained and I'm hoping that whatever she brings to the stage is a little bit more I don't know if exuberance the right word but just like not as interior and just being a little bit more bombastic or Eurovision -y, I guess but I, I love what I've heard so far and uh, she, she really reminds me a lot of like the first two albums from MIA and just kind of that like art school vibe about it and yeah, like I am very excited that she is part of this process so that I get to explore her back catalog a lot more. Yeah, I think it's something about like maybe the instruments that sound slightly more Greek. Like, so there's the instruments in the background. I think in one of the videos, she might have been on a table. Did I imagine that? But it was all very like opa. Like it has, a, it has, it, it just feels Greek in a way to me that gives it a little bit more personality than some of the other things that have kind of been seemingly produced in a pop factory mm -hmm. right like it's just a little more personality to it and i hope she gets a good entry because i think she could do well i think she could do well okay last footnote did anybody watch escc i did no i didn't have time sorry that's fine um margarita, margarita did you did you watch it no i didn't Fair enough. That just gives me a moment because this this covers all of the artists that we know that will be participating as of this date. Um, but of course, we have also one of the people from Chetro will be picked and we just don't know who it is. Who are you pulling for, Mike? Uh, I I have to go back and listen to the tracks like the, the show was not the best production. <laughs> like, I don't think it was the best showcase. Like it, it, it kind of had the vibe of the um like the various pre-parties that happen yes. that get live streamed on uh, YouTube. <laughs> I trust that whatever is selected will like have, have the work put into it. Like Czechia knows what it's doing. So I'm, I'm very, uh, I'm, I'm not worried about the selection, but yeah, I don't really have a strong opinion about any of the entries just yet, just because I don't think they were showcased in the best possible way. So. I was kind of happy that this looked like a pre-party because so many of the people were off key, like just off key. So um, like maybe half of the seven entrants were, were musically it was kind of all right, but it's just like, we're really far off from, from the big night. Yeah, like don't put that, like you'll, you know, don't, don't do it because it wouldn't be fair to do that to an artist, I feel. Some of those people, I thought it wouldn't be quite fair to put them on a stage that big given where they are right now. 
Mm. Okay. I'm just going to ask everyone if they have anything to say or maybe for plugs. I'm I'm going to, well, no, you can plug your own stuff. You all do amazing things. Sinziana. I want to say that I, first, I am very happy I was with you again. And uh, yeah, I'm happy uh, I meet uh, your guests. Uh, Margarita, you have uh, really a perfect, I want to say a perfect uh, speaking talent. Really, you are made for speaking. Uh, because I host many uh, art shows, you know, but I don't like, I hate speaking. I hate, you are perfect. I want to say from the, Thank you. the moment you uh, open your voice, I say this lady is a talent in speaking. And uh, Oh, you're so sweet. Yes, I am honest. Zoe, you are from Finland. Uh, I really no, want Australian, to... Australian living in Finland. Living in Finland. I really want to visit Finland, but I don't fly. And uh, by uh, Wales, with car is very, very long. I was uh, one yeah. time from uh, Romania to Portugal with my car. And it was very, very long. And... Mm. Uh, I wish uh, I go in that uh, apartment <laughs> and that you <laughs> and Mike nice to meet you uh, you are very nice and I like your uh, uh, accent very much oh, sounds <laughs> uh, like really sounds like a, a um, academic professor professor from I don't know Oxford t- uh, teacher sounds very well really really sounds very well um, oh, thank you. <laughs> I don't uh, have nothing to say anymore now. Thank you for inviting me, Bradley. And uh, I hope uh, to see you or other uh, and uh, uh, rest of us again. Maybe, I don't know, maybe sometime we can do a live when uh, is it is a contest to... Sure. And you have somebody else in the frame. Would they like to introduce uh, themselves? He's my son. What's his name? Alexander. Say hi okay. to people. Hi. Uh, he is my son. He is that one that say, Mommy, all the, the songs are the same. <laughs> yes. He, he he plays piano and uh, he he is very judgy. I don't know. He if he is uh, makes professional music, you know, it's his job. <laughs> he'll uh, he'll fit right in as a Eurovision fan. Yes. Yeah. On, yes. on all of those counts. Uh, happy holidays, Alexander and Olaf. Happy holidays to you all. Uh, Zoe? Yeah, thank you so much for having me back again. It's, it was nice to do it in a group. It's fun to talk with everyone and play off everyone. Um, I guess in terms of plugging, people can follow my research project, the Eurovisionaries, um, at our website, eurovisionaries.com or on Twitter at Eurovisionary. You just leave the S off the end. Also in the show notes. Also in the show notes. Okay. Mike? Uh, yes, uh, Bradley, thank you for uh, throwing this party. This was a lovely, lovely time, and it was great to meet with everybody. Zoe, great to see you again. And, you uh, <laughs> um, And yeah, uh, you can hear me regularly on the Euro What podcast. Uh, my co-host Ben Smith and I are a pair of Americans trying to make sense of the Eurovision Song Contest. And uh, yeah, you can find us at eurowhat.com and on social media at eurowhat. Uh, we are finishing up our off season where we dig into Eurovision adjacent topics and Eurovision history. And starting in January, we will be in our weekly episodes uh, 
checking in on the various selection processes, reviewing the entries that are selected, and just getting hyped for uh, Melmo 2024. Amazing, amazing stuff. Uh, again, links to all of this in the show notes. Margarita. I just want to say thank you for having me on again. I have nothing to plug. I am just a Eurovision super fan who gets to rant to my friends and family every day, and I'm lucky enough that they kind of listen. But I always love being on here because I can talk about Eurovision and express my opinions with people who go, oh, yeah, and not people go, hmm. So <laughs> it's so exciting. Every time I'm on, I tell everybody in my life that I'm on. I post it on Instagram. I tell everyone to listen. I'll, like, play it in the kitchen for my family. They don't have any choice. So <laughs> they better get ready. It's going to be an exciting few weeks. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. And thank you to everybody. You've all been so, so sweet. I've loved getting to meet with you and talk to you. Excellent. And uh, happy holidays to everyone. And as the season gets ramped up, um, I'm looking forward to having uh, more submissions to talk about. Yeah, because it's, it's it. It's not only the holiday season, but it's, it's Eurovision mm -hmm. takeoff, acceleration. I don't know what to call it. Foment season. So no, thank you everyone. And I hope to see you again. Happy holidays. Thank you very much. Happy holidays. Thank you. Happy, Happy holidays. holidays. Before I sign off, I've got a few final notes. The holiday season isn't always easy or fun for everyone. And as such, I've got some organizations to highlight. There are links in the show notes. If you're feeling low during the holiday season and need someone to talk to, there is Samaritans. The Jed Foundation serves students of all ages, including LGBTQ communities. There are two organizations that serve people who are going through family estrangement, together estranged, and stand alone. No matter who you are, I recommend a recent interview with David Brooks who is currently on tour selling his book, How to Know a Person. I don't know about the book, but his comments um, in his interviews on the art of seeing others deeply are even more pertinent around this time of year than normal. I also wanted to mention, apropos of nothing, that I will send listeners a virtual Secret Santa holiday gift. Um, gift in air quotes, yeah. If you email me at eurovisionsongcontext at gmail.com with your three favorite Eurovision submissions of all time, I will ping you back with a related secret Santa JPEG of a thing I'd love to give you if I had the money to do it. Just to be clear, you get an image, not a real thing, but it's the thought that counts. Offer open until January 12th, 2024, the doozeth of next month. That's it. For Eurovision Song Context for the moment, we release an episode on the 12th of every month, The Doozeth. You can find us in the podcast app of your choice. You can find show notes in the description of this episode and on our website at eurovisionsongcontext.fireside.fm. I'm also on Twitter at ESCContext if you want to say hi. Our music is Buckeye Bonsai by Vans in Japan. <laughs>